Liz from Bad Mum. This episode today is about losing weight when you're perimenopausal or menopausal. So uh, the excuse I've been holding on to for the last five or so years, actually probably since I hit 40, so close to eight years, is I've hit 40, your metabolism slows down, it's a lot harder to lose weight. Then I started to have the perimenopausal symptoms. I've had a few blood tests which confirm whatever the hormones are that even my the last two tests I've had the doctor said hey you actually are not postmenopausal like we don't know but you you're pretty much there so uh, what I found was I was using that as an excuse to eat shit and not exercise so you know downing a pack of marshmallows on a Saturday night eating lots of gelato eating a lot of takeout and just basically Um, you know not eating right and I used to really love exercise so when I was a young when I was younger I used to do a lot of netballing but when I had uh, my now 16 year old I pretty much gave that up and stopped doing it and that's maybe when the weight started to to creep on I then about 10 years ago like did boot camp I was still eating not great so I was still having you know chicken and chips for lunch and and all that sort of stuff um, but I was I was at a I was at a good weight to the point where actually I was in this bikini and I'll, I'll never forget it and I was standing in my parents bedroom they've got a pool and I'm looking at myself I'm like damn girl you look hot and I was really happy with my body I don't know what the fuck happened because it went to shit after that so I think I like reached my goal I'd worked really hard for it and then I was like oh, I can eat this I can eat that and it slowly started to creep back on um, since then of course um, I have you know I've worked full-time run my own business I have four teenage kids I always use them as an excuse always put myself last oh that's one of my kids now playing Fortnite and pretty much yeah swearing one of the other subjects I'll get onto in one of the other podcasts anyway um so I think this year because I've got two kids that are now in their 20s they've left home thank the lord I've got a 19 year old if only she would leave home that would be awesome and I've got a 16 year old so I'm now finding the time I've got a bit more time for me whereas when your kids are really little it is like super hard and I, and I completely understand that. So this is for probably um, people that are in that menopausal stage and, and uh, probably kids are maybe a little bit older so they have a little bit more freedom to maybe look after themselves a bit more. So anyway, I got to the stage where, I'm not sure about you guys, but I was lying in bed in the morning before I got up um, and just, just feeling like shit straight away. Like didn't eat well the night before, of course didn't exercise, um, get up, look in the mirror, everything I put on is tight, uncomfortable, don't even want to go into a change room to even try on new gear because I come out completely depressed because those fluorescent lights, can you imagine if they made you look fake tan in a change room, you'd probably buy so much more shit because you'd look like five kilos lighter. And I just, yeah, I just didn't even want to go to the shops, try anything on. And because also I was creeping up in sizes as well. So I think I was up to possibly nearly three sizes to what I originally was like 10 years ago. And not only that, but like I'd always start, like even my kids, oh, mum, you're the Monday lady. Like I'm going to start on Monday. 
So I would pee out on the weekend. Like, as I said, gelato, marshmallows, cheese and um, crackers, um, anything, basically. Coke Zero um, addict, for sure, and definitely a sugar addict, like no doubt about it. So I don't drink. That's time for another podcast, but I haven't drunk for nearly 12 years, so I replaced my alcohol with sugar, which a lot of uh, people who don't drink do, actually, because it's, yeah, it's another vice that we have. And... Um, so I'd binge, I'd, I'd probably do Monday and then I'd give up. And I was like, nah, stuff, it's all too hard. You know, and then I have hot sweats, I wasn't sleeping properly, felt like shit. It was just a vicious cycle. Anyway, this year sort of, I don't know, I sort of started to be a little bit more selfish and sort of saying to my kids, you know, you work your own shit out. Like, I'm done. I've had kids since I was 23. I'm about to turn 48. <laughs> like, people told me that, you know, I was thinking you have kids till you're 18. No, you don't. You have them forever. No one tells you that shit. Like, I'm sure they do it, like, to get you into the cult to make themselves feel better. It's like watching Married at First Sight. That show, I reckon, is so popular because people sit on their lounges looking at their partners going, fuck, we're awesome compared to those losers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just makes them feel good. Um, so... I think there was like definitely a bit of that happening. But anyway, I walked in, my dad's about to turn 72 and he's always had a bit of a belly gut and always fought against sort of losing weight. Once again, not like super obese or anything, but just uh, quite a bit of weight, high blood pressure, that sort of thing. And I walked in, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck have you been doing, dad? Like you look incredible. He's actually quite short and he's got a beard now, so he looks like a little leprechaun, but super cute. And he just said, I've been doing following the Fast 800 diet. And my first thought was, oh my God, that's ridiculous. 800 calories a day. Oh my God, you're going to starve yourself. Then you're going to go and eat normal. And then you're going to put all the weight back on, like rah, rah, rah. Anyway, I thought, fuck it. I'm going to read the book. And I do not read, like at all. So got the book. Found it actually really quite interesting. So it's by the author of uh, The 5-2 Diet, and which supposedly heaps of people had lots of success with. So basically in his book, he says to do it for two weeks and, and continue it for longer, like if you want to. But I think the whole premise behind it as well is in that first two weeks, it really kickstart your weight loss. And it is actually incredible how little you need to eat. Like I don't feel... Like I'm not starving. I have cravings, but I'm not hungry. So my cravings were massive, especially the first week. Day four, uh, day three, literally, I wanted to stab someone in the face. Like every time, like a, one of my kids or whatever, even just rang me, I wanted to kill them. So like anyone spoke to me and if you got me in traffic, I was a psycho woman. So just a withdrawal from sugar and also Coke Zero. So I gave that up as well. And... Um, what we did was we actually started a WhatsApp group with my dad who had been doing it for about four weeks and he'd lost about, I don't know, let's just say seven or eight kilos, which is pretty phenomenal. And then my mum decided to join in. Once again, not a big lady at all. And you probably wouldn't even notice that she's lost, you know, like eight kilos because she's actually really little um, and she doesn't hold weight in her face. Whereas... For like my dad and I, I get a double chin and I get quite bloated in my face. So you can sort of really notice it in my face. And also I just found around my muffin top, 
like I'd, I'd never had a stomach before. Like I always, always was pretty proud of my like flat tummy. And even after kids, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's looking pretty good. As we know, the older we get, I've got some sagging happening there. But generally speaking, it's pretty cool and I'm quite happy with it. But um, so I thought, so mum got on it, I got on it, my sister got on it and one of her girlfriends got on it. And what we started doing was posting the meals that we were eating each day. So you can have three meals a day on this. You've got to keep it within 800 calories. And I highly recommend you um, read the book because as I said, I'm not a dietitian or anything like that. And you've got to check with your doctor and do all that sort of stuff. This is just what I found really worked for me. And I tweaked it a little bit and I've changed a few little things. But so what we did was as a group, I found it really quite motivating. And sometimes I found it really demotivating. So basically we'd post every day sort of what we were eating just to really motivate each other to get started. And they've got recipes in the book. And I'm not a cook, but his prawn korma. Oh my God, it was yum. Like I really, love, really, really love that. So um, pretty much followed it very strict for pretty much the first two weeks. Pretty much did everything in his book. Now at the same time, I started to listen to, um, call it a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was at that time, but I was listening to YouTube while I was walking. I bought AirPods um, for my ears because I was trying to do it with the corded earphones and it was driving me insane. Um, so I wanted to do some walking. I tried meditation. Look, I, at this stage, I, I, I sort of still can't do it. Like I do it every so often, but no, it's, it's really not for me. I'm like ADD and I find it really hard to switch off. So the way around that was I found walking and listening to these YouTube videos, TED Talks, you know, all that sort of stuff, really good. And I came across Mel Robbins. And I reckon for me, that pretty much changed my life. So she talks about the five second rule. Once again, Google her, get onto her website. I think she has a book. I haven't read the book about it. I've just been following her on YouTube and listening to her talks. And basically her five second rule is, oh God, in a nutshell, I'm probably gonna get this wrong. But basically we think about doing something and our brain takes about five seconds to go, no, that's not comfortable. How about you stay in bed? and we talk ourselves out of doing stuff. When you do the five second rule, you literally talk from five to one back, like five, four, three, two, one, bang, get up and get out of bed. So what you're doing is reprogramming your mind and you're switching on another part of your brain. As I said, don't know the details, get onto melrobbins.com and she'll be able to um, explain it <laughs> a lot better than I did. But so I said to my husband, right, I'm going for a walk in the morning. Now, as I said, I was always gonna do it on Monday, never ever did, but I don't know, something's changed and I just decided enough was enough. Um, so, and also in addition to that, I um, did Marie Kondo. I watched her episodes. I found it a little bit frustrating, but I love the whole idea of it. So it was hilarious. I, re I Marie Kondo'd my, my whole friggin' house. I did everything one weekend made the kids do theirs everything and if you don't know what Marie Kondo is it's just a way of clearing out your shit and getting rid of stuff that doesn't spark joy now the clothes I was holding on to that were in my thin days made me fucking depressed every time I looked at them made me feel like shit so I'd hold on I'd held on to them for like eight, eight years I'm talking like really expensive jeans or something that I didn't want to throw because I was such a tight ass 
And so I Marie Kondo the whole lot, got rid of it all, and literally just had my fat clothes left. And it was like, okay, cool, I'm okay with that. Not really, but I'm okay with that. So I, um, and then I started listening to Mel Robbins as well. So this was all happening sort of at the same time. I've, I'd obviously felt that change was a coming. And um, her five, two, four, three, two, one rule, five second rule was like just life changing for me. So got all my gear out, my walking gear. I'm like, where am I going to walk to? And I'm extremely lucky. Like we downsized to an apartment last year and we live in the Sydney suburb of Crow's Nest and it's five kilometres for me to walk from my door over the Harbour Bridge and then five kilometres to walk all the way back. So I thought that's what I'm going to do every morning. Takes me about an hour and a half. I do that minimum once a day and I've even now started doing it twice a day, sometimes even three times a day if I've got time, because it does take a lot of time. But I just thought, that's it, no more excuses. I'm doing this, I really wanna make a change, and if I'm gonna do this like fast 800, let's give it all it's got, all I've got. So I started walking as well, bought my AirPods, listening to like this motivational stuff, Mel Robbins a lot, um, I like Joe Rogan, even Gary Vee for business stuff. Like, I don't even know who these people were, which is hilarious. My 24-year-old would talk to me about this stuff and I just roll my eyes going, yeah, what ifs. And now I'm chatting to him and we're having really good conversations about life and who we listen to and stuff like that, which I'm really, really enjoying. So he's opened me up to a world of um, different opinions and people and stuff like that, which I'm finding really interesting. But the other thing I found about walking is I tried to start like jogging. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll jog. I've just never been able to get into that whole jogging thing. It just, it does nothing for me. And I'm getting old, I keep telling myself. So I don't, I don't, I really don't want to injure myself. So the walking's good, but I find it like, I think for me, it's like meditation because while I'm listening to these YouTube um, podcasts, whatever the hell they're, they're called, I'm switching off from what's going on. And because I'm doing it early in the morning, I'm not getting emails. I'm not getting phone calls for work. My kids are still in bed. Like I'm not getting interrupted. So I don't know. It just makes everything clearer. And I really, really like it. Now, what time do I get up? One of my son that still goes to school gets up at 6.30 in the morning. Poor bastard. He's got a long trip to school because we moved areas. Um, so at the beginning, I was like really guilty and I'd wait for him to leave and then I would go. Um, and then I just said to him, mate, I can't be up for you at 6.30. Like you're 16, turning 17. You can do this shit on your own. Not that I ever did anything for him. He just liked the company of someone being up at that time, which is completely understandable. But I just sort of had to say, no, it's I, I need to do when, when it suits me. Sometimes I've got to be work at 7.30 in the morning so if I leave at six, I don't get back till 7.30, quarter to eight. So that just doesn't work for me. Some days I was walking at 4 a.m. to set the alarm. Oh my God, I just, I felt so good when I, like every time I've done it, I, I just feel really good and I haven't missed a day. Even rain, I walked one day in the pouring rain. It was like, no excuses are gonna stop me walking. So I was doing the Fast 800, did that for two weeks um, and, and sort of have continued to do that. But whilst listening to my podcast and everything, I started listening about intermittent fasting. And a great guy to listen to is Dr. Jason Fung, F-U-N-G. Um, he is, I think, a kidney specialist um, and also has a lot of diabetic patients. 
um, and he talks about um, insulin and which I had no idea you had anything to do with your weight. It's really, really interesting stuff. So get on and listen to him. He explains why if you're eating constantly, you will not lose weight because of your insulin spikes and it's because of insulin that is the reason that you don't lose weight. And it was really interesting because what I realized was when I was younger, um, even in my 30s or whatever with, with kids and stuff, I, like I never ate breakfast ever, never been a breakfast person. Sometimes I'd have like a really big lunch and then I wouldn't eat dinner. So I was never really a big dinner person either because um, I'd always give my kids like their dinner like when they were tiny, you know, when they were little. Um, and then I, I wouldn't really have anything. So I think I was really intermittent fasting that whole time and didn't even realize, I don't even think it was called anything back then. So uh, what I found just with lifestyle and everything um, since then in the last 10 years, like a lot of takeaway, a lot of just eating for the sake of eating. You know, you're sitting down watching Netflix. So you like whenever I'm at home, it's a trigger for me. I'm like, so what I do now is if I think about eating, I'm like, okay, I'm going for a walk best thing I walk listen to stuff takes my mind off it completely because it's really I'm not I'm not hungry like my stomach's not growling for food it's it's just more cravings than anything else so it's definitely a mind over matter thing anyway so I did that for two weeks lost a couple of kilos thinking yeah great started doing intermittent fasting um so I would eat stuff like like a can of tuna in oil um for, for dinner, I'd have like chicken breast, like half a chicken breast, or like cut in half, um, with peas. Like I was craving peas for some bizarre reason. So I wasn't doing keto or anything like that, um, but I was definitely cutting down like my carbs. But because I'm gluten-free anyway, I, I, I don't eat gluten. So I, I'm not, as much as I love bread, I, I can't eat it. So um, I, I wasn't eating that. I cut out my Coke Zeros. Um, drink lots so I've got a soda stream so I drink lots of water like lot, I need fizzy fizzy stuff so I, I drink a lot of soda stream just just water no flavoring um, and I cashews are my downfall I eat way too many cashew nuts like they're like my lollies at the moment like I just get handfuls of cashews and I eat them really slowly but I really really love them um, and after about five, four weeks, I think it was about four, I was, I was plateauing. So I'd lost about uh, five kilos, I think. And I, I just wasn't moving like a week. I was getting really frustrated. And everyone else in the group's going, and that's this, and that's that. And I'm like, fuck you all. Fuck. Fuck a menopause. Like, I can't lose weight. Like, this is all shit. And everyone's like, stop eating cashews. And I'm like, oh, whatever. It's not the cashews. Um... But what I did was I ended up doing a fast, a four-day water fast, which is bloody hard to do, but easy at the same time. But you've got to be really emotional. I wanted to go longer, but I ended up having a massive fight with my 19-year-old daughter and I'm blaming her that she made me eat <laughs> and break my fast. It was really frustrating because I reckon I could have gone for longer, but I was too stressed out. Um, sleep's like super important. So it's really important that you get, you get really good sleep. Like for me, it makes such a difference. And on that fourth day of my fast, my daughter had woke me up several times that night cause she's nocturnal and I hadn't slept. And I was like a psycho woman on day four and I broke my fast. I did it properly with some bone broth and some veggies and whatever, but I found that got me over my plateau. And from when I started till uh, pretty much six weeks, I think I've been doing it for just on seven weeks now, 
Um, I've lost uh, eight and a half kilos. From my biggest weight, which was like around Christmas time, um, I've lost 13 kilos. Um, and that was me just being a little bit more careful with the sugar and stuff I was eating back then as well. So I'm now below my goal weight. I've got, I don't want to lose anymore. Like I'm perfect. I went shopping. I was in smalls. I was in the change room, like loving myself sick. I was just like, fuck girl, you're good. And yeah, I'm, I'm like super confident now. I still weigh myself every day. Um, and basically, I'm just not eating any shit. I'm just eating whole foods. So now I've reintroduced like banana, apples, pear, um, grapes, tomatoes. So like I'm, I'm doing that. Um, oh, I have a yogurt as well. Like I'll have a strawberry yogurt. That's probably the only thing I eat out of the package. And that's after my dinner. It's like a real treat for me, like a real bit of a sugar hit, even though it's like low in sugar. I think it's about four grams of sugar or something. But so generally speaking, if it comes out of packet, I'm not eating it. Like I'd go down to my um, local Rough and Bear, which is all gluten-free stuff, and they have like this divine beetroot salad with like a cashew, like I'm cashew crazy, a cashew sauce thing. Um, and that's what I do when I eat out. Um, I also have Atlantic, pieces of Atlantic salmon, which I got from Aldi. You buy them in a pack of, a frozen pack. I think they're $25 for a frozen pack. I'm not sure how many is in the pack, but they come in their own separate satchels. I just stick them on the barbie while I'm microwaving my satchel vegetables. And within 10 minutes, my dinner's done and it is a fucking divine. I look forward to it every day. Like I love, love, love it. Um, and then I'll like, as I said, for lunch, I might have a beetroot salad or something like that. So I still don't have breakfast, never have, but if I if we're at home on a Sunday and we walk over and have brunch, I'll have like scrambled eggs and bacon and I just don't have any toast with it. So, and it's actually incredible how much your taste buds change. And it's taken me this long now, but I have bought two packets of marshmallow bunnies ready for Easter Sunday. I will not lie. Part of me wants to shovel those in my face so hard on on Easter Sunday. And the fact that I've got them in the cupboard, I think that's showing me really good self-control. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm going to eat them on Easter Sunday because I'm just so happy with where I am. And it was really funny. I went to family's baby shower and it was gorgeous and it was really lovely. Like I walked in and everyone's like, oh my God, you look really good. Like you're so skinny, like rah, rah, rah. And it felt good, like I felt great. And, um, but my gorgeous auntie had gone and bought like gluten-free cupcakes, especially for me, gluten-free cake, especially for me. And luckily she'd made a really healthy like dip thing. So there was lots of carrots and celery sticks, which I literally just ate the whole time I was there. She's like, no, no, you gotta have cake that's gluten-free. And I went, look, I really, really appreciate you doing that for me, but no, I'm just, and, and my whole thing was nothing tastes as good as skinny. Like, I know people say it's not the be all and end all, but for me personally, I just feel really good. I feel really healthy. I, I have lots of energy. So I'm just checking the time because I've got to be in an appointment. And I don't know, I, I'm just really happy with where I am. So I went shopping, I bought new clothes. Um, as I said, love myself. Um, so if anyone wants to give this a try, I'd highly recommend it because the whole menopause thing is absolutely fucking bullshit. Like, dude, I've had 
blood tests. I know that's where I am hormonally. And yet I was still able to lose that weight and lose it pretty fast. I can guarantee you, I will not put it back on 100%. I, I will not let it happen. Um, so I'm going to Europe in a couple of weeks. So uh, I'm also very aware of that, but we will be doing lots of walking um, and I'm not going to not try stuff, but it's not like I can eat pastries in France or pasta in Italy because I'm gluten free. So um, I miss out on that stuff anyway. But, you know, if I see something nice that I want to try, 100%, I'm going to do it. There's, I, I don't want to be an all or nothing and I never say never um, as far as that goes. But like generally speaking, I dreamed about being where I am now for years and literally it only took me six weeks. Six weeks, people. You can do it. Uh, my dad's lost, I don't know how much he's lost, 15 or 16 kilos or something in a couple of months. And mum's lost about eight kilos. She's tiny. They're like two little leprechauns together. Um, my sister, um, she's still working on it, but she they drink. So if you drink alcohol, it's super hard. Like if, you, if you're a big drinker, and we're going to do another podcast about drinking as well. I don't drink. So, and there's a lot of, lot of reasons why, and I'll go into those in another session. But um if you're a drinker, that's probably the biggest thing for you to have to give up. And also, I'm not a coffee drinker. Never had coffee. Um, so when you do intermittent fasting, you can have black coffee, but you can't have anything added to it. So that's a real turnoff for a lot of people, and that will break your fast as well. So I definitely recommend checking out the Fast 800, looking up intermittent fasting. They call it 16-8. Dr. Jason Fung is fantastic at explaining how it all works and why it's actually good for you. And if you, from what I understand, if you do a calorie deficit thing, like long-term, like the fast 800, if you do, you can't do that forever. It will, it will slow down your metabolism over time, but intermittent fasting actually increases your metabolism. So that's, that's the really interesting thing. And as I said, I, I'm not going to get into it. It's just really worked for me. And I thought if you're menopausal and you're my age, I'm about to turn 48, why not give it a go? Like I just feel fabulous. And I, and I just wanted to share that with people because I was so excited. And the walking, oh my God, it just clears your head. And what's really awesome is my husband started joining me in walking. So he gets home from work um, and I'll just say to him, do you want to go for a walk? And he's like, yep. And we chat the whole time. And it's really great get away from the kids oh no, it's just the two of us we walk we feel great after and just killing more than two birds with one stone it's just killing a lot of stuff and it's it's just like really really good so um i'm finding that if like my dad we saw how good it was working for him we wanted to jump on the bandwagon so i'm hoping you jump on this bandwagon just to feel better also i went and got blood tests um last week and my cholesterol dropped from 5.4 to 3.5. Fuck me. And everything else was awesome. I've got low iron levels, um, but I always have had, that's, that's another issue. And um, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Um, but I am off to an appointment now, which I will talk about in another podcast. I really, really, really hope you guys like this. Feel free to comment. I will answer any questions that you have. This is a hobby for me. Um, I've started Bad Mum just because, oh my God, I fucked up the whole time I've been bringing up these kids. They drive me insane. I love them. 
I want to fix everything for them, but that just fucks them up even more. I've just got so many things in my mind I want to talk about because I just want to make mums feel that you're doing a really good job. Okay, we put a lot of shit on ourselves. We feel a lot of guilt. We always put ourselves last. And it's, a, it's pretty much time to stop, I think, and maybe start looking after ourselves. Because if we're awesome, actually, the rest of the family is. Like if you're up, usually your husband will be up and, and your kids will be up. So, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those mums. Like literally, I sometimes really do not like my kids at all. Um, and I want to go, I want to talk about that. And I want to be super honest because I hate, you know, when you catch up with girlfriends, like, oh my God, how are your kids? Like, oh my God, they're awesome. Like they're doing this. They're like, oh my God, Tommy's doing this and Tommy's doing that. And fucking, yeah, bullshit. Any of them taking drugs? No, mine don't take drugs. Bullshit. I know they do because my dr- my kids took drugs with your kids. So like, let's, let's open the discussion up to, let's be authentic and real because I notice when I start like sharing my faults and my downfalls and my kids faults and downfalls we've all got them people open up and go well actually yeah don't want to say anything but blah 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 so this type of medium and subject helps people to just navigate and, and work through what works for them I'm just gonna let you know what I do look I swear Unfortunately, I swear, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs now. And I never even did them massively at all, to be honest. That's a time for another podcast. And some funny, funny stories about that and kids as well. But um, yeah, I've got lots to share with you guys. I really hope you like my channel. I'm going to like answer every one of your comments to whoever comments on my post, no matter what the type of media is. Um, I'm not doing this for money. I'm just doing it to, yeah, make other mums feel normal and um, feel good. So thank you all for tuning into my first podcast. Uh, I'm gonna have a, my website is badmummom.com.au, and I've also, if you do badmum, m-u-m, as our us Aussies do it, it'll be diverted to that website as well. So um, I'm really into pop art. I love it. I've loved it since I was. Um, used to do art at school um so that's what my website will be i really hope you enjoy guys and have a fabulous day or night see ya